0: hey yo there everyone and welcome to the first ever independent game review podcast welcome to the gamer's choice i'm the greek with the geeks Laudes, and i'll be your game reviewer and host for this show in which i will be taking a trip into the world of video games in order to find the best games to recommend for you and the worst ones to avoid. Regardless of genre or platform, there will be always something to take a look at. So anyways, now we're onto the last episode of the first 3 starter episodes for the launch of this show. I hope you guys been enjoying this ride because after this, the next month, I will be releasing more and more episodes with more games to explore and more stuff to take a look at. And heck, who knows, if I grow my audience enough, I could get new games to review. But anyways, enough talking, enjoy the third episode. Party Hard is... an interesting game. It originally started out as one of those small game jam games you could download online, most specifically for this game in 2014 by Pinocchio Games, a game dev company that would originally make casual family-friendly games. That's actually kind of funny. The game was quite fun, and I personally managed to play it too. It was one of those trendy games that famous YouTubers would play for the channel, in fact, and it's something everyone would play and talk about. And in 2015, a full version of the game was released, thanks to TinyBuild backing up the developers to make it. I haven't ever really got the chance to play the full game, but a while ago... I finally managed to get my hands on it, and boy, the memories just flooded back my brain. And it's just as fun as it was back then. The base game of Party Hard tells the story of an unnamed killer, who is described to be a guy who just wanted some peace and quiet. The story is told through the perspective of Inspector John West, interviewed by a cop named Darius, about a series of murders in the autumn of 2000 at the USA known as the party hard killings, which involved the unnamed killer, who apparently decided to start this all because he couldn't sleep at 3am. And for an indie game, the narrative is simple yet quite suspenseful with many terrifyingly good moments. In fact, the ending has an amazing plot twist, which I won't spoil to anyone who wants to play the game. It's still good though. The only issue I had is that the story wasn't that overly expanded. The personalities of the characters were pretty basic, and the plot not so is, well, an unnamed killer murdering everyone at parties, all because he could sleep due to a party happening near his apartment. But I mean, it's an indie game. They're also Pinocchio's first time making such games, so I can't really judge them that harshly. They're gonna start off somewhere, after all. The, even the description of the game on Steam admits that the story is not serious. Now, each of the 12 main levels, plus 7 extra levels after completing the main campaign, have a different setting but the same premise. Kill everyone without getting caught by the police and without getting yourself killed. To do this, you must find the right opportunities and strategies to kill everyone in the party one by one. You can either simply stab them, the boring way, or use a variety of objects and traps to kill more people in one go, the fun way. By managing to kill people in various ways, you also get points, and while they don't really affect anything, it shows which levels you perform well and gets you to try to beat your scores. Of course, you gotta do all the queuing secretly, meaning that no one has to see you. If you do anything suspicious and get spotted, you will be reported to the police, and unless we use a shortcut or know the map very well to get away, you'll get busted and fail the level. The same goes with traps too. If you get caught in one, you're a meat. so utilizing them correctly is necessary. There are also a bunch of mechanics that spice up the gameplay. A mechanic that I really like during my playthrough, for example, is when you make a call via the land phones around the house. Doing so will trigger a special event, depending on the location and the RNG. From zombies coming to eat unsuspecting partygoers and infect them, to a chainsaw-wielding killer who would kill anyone on sight, even you, there is a variety of things that would happen during each level to either help you or possibly ruin your chances. The level design is also quite interesting, each environment being different at the last level with new traps and there is to take advantage of. However, it's not perfect in any way, and in fact, one of the levels, particularly the Miami Beats level, has some of the WORST level design in the entire game, making it a really hard to beat. It is doable to complete it, sure, but it's too an easy nonetheless. There were also a tiny bit of minor bugs during the playthrough, although those were visual ones that didn't affect the gameplay severely. One of the main selling points of the game is the music, obviously. In this level, you're going to parties, and it's expected to have some bopping music. Otherwise, what's the point of not having a fun party? Well, the original soundtrack for the game is fun to listen, and fits great to the atmosphere of each level. From the nostalgic music of the first level in the form of Don't Stop Party, to the 16-bit vibes of Retro Video Game, all the way to the tech beats of After Party, you're gonna feel like you're in one of those parties too. Just so without a serial killer or stabbing people and causing mayhem. The graphics of the game take the direction of pixel art and, most specifically, been a mix of 8-bit and 16-bit graphics. The former being seen in the characters and the latter in the environments. The locations look decent, having this retro feeling to them, like you're playing an SNES game. As for the character sprites, there aren't anything special. They have the 8-bit style on them. They look good, and that's it. Although, the graphics and the cutscenes feel quite... odd. They seem less detailed, and while there are some cutscenes that look good, other times, they felt washed out and without a lot of detail. Now, after you beat the main game, you expect to just leave it sitting on your game library. Well, you're wrong, because on the Steam version, it supports Steam Workshop, similarly to Game Dev Tycoon, another game I reviewed, which allows you to play many user-made levels, meaning that the fun never stops you to continue playing the game. And if you have a creative mind, there's a level editor allowing you to create the level of your dreams and publish it for the world to play. And, hmm, what about the people who want to stream the game on Twitch? Well, there's an optional, yet insane, feature that allows your viewers to vote for a special event to happen. They can vote to invite more people to the party, bring special forces, bring a bird that kills people, and more. They can even freaking cause nados. sark Freaking. Nados. And even if you don't stream, you can still use it solo, just to spice things up, which is epic. In conclusion, Party Hard is a fun and neat distraction. A story that is simple yet amazing for a simple game about stopping parties with cold blood and company with the addictive and easy-to-learn gameplay, bopping music and endless replayability makes, the, it makes it for a fun experience, although the sometimes flawed level design and minor issues can take some of the fun away. And that is why I give this game a 7.5 out of 10. And that was today's episode, right? (laughs) not really. That is because we got two DLCs to cover too, so sit tight for a little more because we're about to party a bit harder. First up is Party Hard Dark Castle, a free DLC that adds some new stuff and a whole new level in the game. The story of this level here is more simplistic and doesn't connect with the main game. You play as a character inspired by the Hellsingh manga, whose goal is to get to a big castle and kill a bunch of monsters that are partying in the night. The gameplay here is near identical to the main game, with a few exceptions. Firstly, your victims don't instantly die, but instead fall in a sort of a state. In order to really kill them, you gotta use a special ability that is similar to the Holy Water, which destroys everybody that makes contact with the radius. This actually is kind of an issue, because in all honesty, the main gameplay is slow, and this makes it much slower. You also have a limited amount of time to destroy the bodies, otherwise they will get back up and they will be in an angry state, and they're gonna look for you and kill you in an instant. Another thing that is worth mentioning is that the level is big enough that it scrolls up and down, which is something really cool to see and gives you more room to take advantage of despite making it longer to traverse around. Overall, the level is totally a fresh change of air, although not really in the best way possible. The DLC also adds some new traps, the ability to place the new character in other levels after completing the Dark Castle, and local co-op, which is really neat and great if you have a friend over. Overall though, this DLC is decent at the best, and that's why I give this a 6 out of 10. But hey, let's be honest, as I said before, it's free. It may not be the best, but hey. And last, but not least, we have the second and last DLC of the game, Party Heart High Crimes. Taking place 10 years after the main game, our protagonist's inner demons keep going strong as he decides to take things in his own hands in a town where people are consuming drugs and the justice system is corrupt. The DLC gives us four levels to experience this new and also amazing story with new mechanics to use, like dogs that will kill you on site or not having any weapon or be required to utilize your environment and stealth abilities. It was, in all honesty, just as good as the main game. However, the main issue is that it's really short, similarly to uh, Dark Castle, and the story could be larger and more deep, understanding what happened with the protagonist and all that stuff. The potential was there, but it wasn't used properly. And that's why I gave this DLC a 7 out of 10 at least. A good one that ended up as short and with wasted potential, in my opinion. I would actually in fact rate it like 6.5 out of 10 or something similar to that. But the reason I gave this a 7 out of 10 is because it's a bit more unique and adds new stuff in the gameplay. That is why I gave this score. If you think that it's a bit too high, well, it's fine. I respect your opinion. But anyways, we done? Good. But anyways, that was... Today's episode, thank you for tuning in. If you want more, check out my Instagram and Twitter accounts where you can see me talking about gaming and updates for the gamer's choice. This is Davies Laudis, signing off.